Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, on a snowy Sunday night in the Northeast, let me start off by saying USA, gold medal at the World Juniors, epic finish, big fights, a lot of drama. Love it, love it, love it. I got to get that in there. That's probably the only hockey talk I'm going to get in the whole time, even though we did do a great interview this week with a great company uh, that makes skate weights for your skates for during practice. Uh, great company. Uh, can't wait to promote it. And, uh, you know, we'll we'll get involved with that. And, uh, fellas, what's going on? Silent. It <laughs> is a very reasonable 53 clear sunny day right Not now it shorts is. earlier <laughs> right now uh, so Not for us we got the snowblower running already cleared out the driveway it wasn't that much but uh i got a bad back so yeah you guys are getting dumped on right yeah well kind of not the good kind I drove all the way to Lexington for a hockey game today and uh it was a shit show on the way up and a shit show on the way home so We'll just mm. uh, leave it at that. <laughs> Damn. So, Eduardo, the mouth What's of the happening? cell. This is your spot. This is where uh, you fill this in is the my gap. spot. Here we go. There is no email this week. This email, this we actually had a great interview with Sean Halpin from Skateweights. Man, he did such a wonderful job. It was really great to get to know him. We wish that we could have had it go a little bit longer. Uh, he told us he had worked for this Ford Motor Company. He had done some things like that. He told us this great story about how he came about uh, creating this gateway for helping kids get uh, better and faster and more fit as the season goes along. Um, it, you know, I think that all of us that played, you know, I think that it would have really helped us out dramatically. And I think it would have been great. So, you know. Um, so it was a great interview. We're very, very sorry that it erupted at the end, at the end of the interview when, uh, when we had, we had stopped the interview. So we really thank Sean very much for his time. And, uh, it just seems like it's a great product and it really thinks that it really, I personally for myself being a personal trainer, I think it's going to help kids, uh, very, very much, especially getting into that later part of the season and into the third period, especially if you're rolling, uh, you know, three and four lines as a coach, I think that they're going to be great, great for that. So. Without further ado, Andy, boom, boom, take it boom, away. Boom. We'll add it in right here. Um, Chris, uh, before we move on from uh, the power skate weights, uh, you were asking for a promo code. We were trying to reach out for a promo code for the people that follow the show. Uh, Chris uh, was trying to order. I don't know if, uh, Chris, you want to mention something quick before we move on? Yeah, definitely. I, I was excited as soon as I heard that you guys brought them on board and uh, I, I looked up the product. I haven't seen the interview yet. Can't wait for that. But uh, uh, my son, he's uh, most of the time he plays every other line. Sometimes we run just two centers and he's out there every other shift, you know, um, so he needs that little bit of extra work. So I can't wait to get these things in. I think it's going to make a big difference him having these extra couple of pounds on his skates at practice. And then when he goes to the game, he's going to feel a lot lighter, a lot faster. Here is my order. I did complete the order. I can't wait for them to come in. And I'm excited about it. I mentioned it to him already. He had other ideas, but too bad he's going to have to deal with it. <laughs> <laughs> so we're going to, we're going to move away from uh, talking about the power skate weights and hit one of our favorite segments, the segment that put us on the map with all the heat. Cheap Pete, Tom's shitty picks. Thomas, 
Hit us with some All shooting right. picks. We're, we're going to do something a little different this week after I do the uh, promo because there's no more games and we don't really know who's going to be playing next week. We're just going to, I'm going to go around table and we're going to do uh, Super Bowl picks before the playoffs. And if you want, you can even do the winner. Uh, so let's get started. Uh, Tom Shitty Picks is brought to you by Brock Street Brewery, located at 244 Brock Street South in Whitby, Ontario. The brewery is home to a banquet hall, an on-site restaurant, and a member's lounge. Everything they brew is done in-house, including their sours, lagers, and vodka soda. They've got something for everyone, so if you're in the Whitby area, go check them out. All right, so how do you want to do this, Stacey? You want to do the, the round table? Yep, let's do it. All right, well, I'll start off. I'm going to go, I'm going straight chalk. I'm going Baltimore and San Francisco. And I just think they're the two best teams in the, uh, they've, they've proved it throughout the whole season. And uh, my Super Bowl pick, I'm going to go with San Francisco. I think McCaffrey and uh, is just on a, he's on an unbelievable streak. They rested him today, which is smart because you see Philadelphia had to play their guys and A.J. Brown may have suffered a serious knee injury today. So it's going to really, really hurt their chances. And uh, I just think Dallas, because of their head coach, I think that's a, he's like a liability for him right now at this point. So uh, my Super Bowl pick is San Francisco. So I'll go with Chris next. Yeah, um, I'm with you exactly identical. Uh, I didn't wear this jersey for nothing today. Throwback Steve Young, of course. (laughs) Actually, I got no pants on, just so you know. (laughs) We'll we'll keep it 100. (laughs) We didn't need to know that, dude. (laughs) Um, So, yeah, I'm going to go Baltimore, San Fran, and uh, San Fran will take home that title. Definitely. He's got the belt. (laughs) AC? Well, 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 here we go again. We're going to talk about my inside track. I have no skins in the game. I have nothing other than inside info. I was at the right place at the right time. That fixes in. I'm going to stick to my guns. I'm going to be the conspiracy theorist like I like to be with pro sports and tell you this is all rigged. It's all for entertainment. You guys that get all wound up over bullshit, arguing with your buddies that you've been lifelong friends with, you're ruining it. You're ruining it for everybody. It's going to be the Browns and the Lions, and the Browns are going to win the whole thing. You heard it here. been saying it all the time. If I'm wrong, I don't give a shit, but I know I'm right. No. Is, is, is there a tinfoil hat underneath that hat you're wearing? There Where's is. the tinfoil hat? Yes, I can't go close to a microwave either because I pissed myself in the NYM. All right, Brad, how about you? Oh, you all want me to say the Cowboys. <laughs> I know it. So we're we're struggling against Washington right now. I think the Cowboys will beat Washington. Philly is absolutely getting decimated by New York right now. So I don't think Philly is going to really I, – I don't think they fix those problems going into next week. Um I would say the Rams are a dark horse team to watch out for, but not necessarily my Super Bowl pick. As much as I hate to say it, I think San Francisco could go all the way. However, I got some good intel at the Love's Travel Stop that it could be the Browns versus the Lions. And so I'm sticking with it, guys. Calling <laughs> it right now. All right. Well, who you got winning? Uh Let's go uh, drop drop the the kids off at the Super Bowl. The old Cleveland Browns uh, got some pretty good intel from the guy with three teeth at the Waffle House. Uh, the Browns are going to do it this year. All right, 
Ed? Man, I'm gonna go I'm gonna go a little different. Uh I'm gonna bring one of those teams in, but I'm not gonna bring the other one in. Uh I'm gonna go with Lions versus Baltimore. Who do you have? Um, and I, I'm gonna man, I'm gonna go with Baltimore. Tell us why, Ed. Tell us why you're making that prediction. I just think that they're I just think that they're the most complete team. And I think Lamar Jackson, I mean, he, he's 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 the best quarterback in the league right now. Period. They're they're definitely poised for uh, for a big win, definitely. But as it's not well Joe Flacco. Playing. As well as well as they're playing, can you imagine if they had Mark Andrews and uh, the the running back still there? I'm mean, still healthy. I mean, mm. granted, likely has picked up right where Andrews left off, and that kid's a a weapon right now for them. Yeah, imagine if Baltimore had Flacco right now. <laughs> hey, how about that? <laughs> All right, AC, that, there you go. So, uh, same with the football theme. Tom, do you want to get it all wound up and talk uh, about the Bill Belichick status? All right. Well, mm. rumor has it that uh, Jay Glacier is reporting that they're going to have a meeting tomorrow, but it's already been decided that he's leaving. He'll be leaving. So, uh, I don't know necessarily think it's a good idea that he leaves as coach, but I think at the very least they got to get rid of him as a general manager. And I don't think he'd stay mm. working under – somebody else. I think he's at that point in his career where he want, as Bill Parcell said, you want to go grocery shopping for yourself. You don't want anyone else doing the grocery shopping. So what do you think, Ed? Oh man, I, I, I don't know, man. You know, the thing about it is just that, uh, let's see, 648 regular season, what, 709 in the playoffs. Uh, let's see, one six out of the nine Super Bowls he went to. Um, do I think that uh, that there's a possibility of a change? Yeah, I do. I, I really do. However, I just think that, man, who's who's a better coach? I mean, do I, I agree with you guys as far as the GM position? For sure. But the thing about this is that, you know, the thing is, is that the defense has played great all year long. It's been the offense and the offense is the problem. Mm. Um, is the cupboard bare? Yeah, of course. And I feel like that the cupboard is bare just due to the fact that when you have the greatest of all time quarterback leave, that creates a vacuum and that vacuum. And the thing is, is that they were pretty much doing everything by, um, you know, personnel groupings and everything like that, not necessarily by just getting great players. And um, I, I think that uh, I think Belichick still has an eye for talent for sure. I don't think he's lost his fastball as far as coaching. Uh, I do believe that they need somebody to do a little bit of a better job of talent evaluation uh, on the offensive side of the ball. Um, because the thing about it is, is that they just aren't cutting it on on the offensive side of the ball. Doesn't sound like he there was a lot of control in the locker room right now. Um, there was a. A uh, little expose in the uh, Boston Globe this past week and talking about the inner workings. And I guess uh, they were saying Trent Brown was in the locker room t talking to his teammates on who he was going to be playing for next year. And it was an NFC, didn't say who, but it was said it was an NFC team. And uh, they were given like an, a, what happened with, uh, I think it was Jack Jones and how he uh, got in a screaming match with one of the assistant coaches. That's, I think it was a defensive back coach. And uh, how he thought that the only reason he had a job is because the kid, the guy was friends with Belichick's son. So it was kind of mm. kind of uh, throwing some shade out there. So it sounds like there was a it's a really messy uh, locker room right now. I heard New Orleans is a potential landing spot and I'm not even yeah. trying to be funny. And after what happened today, when he told the team to take a knee at the goal line, they, the team decided on the field to punch it in and run the <laughs> score up. Um, 
the team clearly doesn't respect their coach. Uh, the city does not respect that coach. And if Belichick was going to jump in on an NFC team that was kind of ready-made to make a run, the weakest division in football practically, I mean, New Orleans really makes sense. Chris? Yeah, I mean, you know, what needs to be said? Four and 13, you know, uh, 17 to three loss. The Jets uh, had a 2.5 spread, two and a half spread on this game, and they still got an ass whooping. It's just embarrassing. I'm with Ed. The offense is just terrible. You know, they should have been able to run all over in this snow game against the Jets with one of the worst run defenses in the league, and they did absolutely nothing. They got no run game. Zappy ain't cutting it. Mac Jones, who knows where he's going. And uh, I was watching the live broadcast, and the, the announcer he pretty much said that <laughs> this was potentially Belichick's last game. And I was kind of just, like, taken back to actually hearing that. I was just like, Jesus, you know, that's that's a – that's a big letdown, but I mean, we got to see what's going to happen, but definitely need some big team changes as far as offense production. Yeah, they definitely need to shake things up for there. It's going to be an interesting couple of days, that's for sure. I don't know if it'll happen tomorrow, but it's going to happen probably within this this coming week anyway. All right, AC. A uh, couple things. Uh, I don't know if you guys had a chance to watch this year's Winter Classic. Uh, it was pretty decent. It was uh, well put together, probably uh, aesthetically from watching at home. Really cool setup. They had the Kraken in the outfield with the uh, mm. with the tentacles running all the way to the rink. Uh, really cool hot played uh, during in between, uh, I believe, the second and third period. Uh, the game wasn't that great. But as far as like aesthetically pleasing to the eye, it was one of the better looking outdoor games they've had. I don't know if Chris had a chance to watch it or Tom, if you saw any of it. Yeah. Um, yeah. Did you do you agree that the the look of it had uh, kind of improved a lot this year? Absolutely. They they they. they that's one thing I got to give the NHL because they've improved on certain aspects every year. They've done it. Something's improved with it, and if they they nailed it. I thought they nailed it this week with where they had the cameras and everything was was it was pretty perfect. I mean, it was. I I, I really enjoyed it. It was one of the few that when I watched it, it flew the flow of the whole broadcast, even like in between periods when they were chirping Gary Bettman and things like that, and Gretzky and uh, Biz were on and. Uh, Biz was fighting with the uh, mascot. I thought it was really good. Um, so we'll move on from that. I uh, I want to get into talking some wrestling. We haven't had a chance to. We kind of did last week. Yep, I know Brad's saying. Brad, thoughts on the build-up to the Royal Rumble? What do you think? It's getting spicy, fellas. The Rock came back. Absolutely shocked the world. They tried to lead in with uh, gender. I don't even know how to say his last Mahal. name. Just the returning WWE champ. And you can see, so the, the lead up to it, I was reading all these posts and all these forums and people were like, oh, it's going to fall flat. This is an AEW bull crap. You know, they're going to take an L just like AEW. And then when Jinder Mahal, whatever his name is, came out, you can see the whole crowd just like, they just died. Like nobody gave a shit. And I was laying on the floor. I was like, man, this is dumb. I'm about to change the channel. Cue the music, boys. The Rock came out. Well, I jumped up that fast in all my life. My shoes came off. The dog was barking. My wife thought I was having a heart attack. It was incredible. I haven't seen a pop like that in forever. On the back end of that, 
the XFL and USFL just joined into the United Football League or something. I don't know what they're calling it now. So kind of coincidental, The Rock comes back just in time to promote something, you know, like he does every Fast and Furious movie. But anyway, it was incredible. I don't know what they're doing with all the talent. They got too much. I don't know what they're going to do. I don't know what the storyline is going to be. I don't think you can never have too much talent. That uh, I want to let Chris talk talk a little bit, but I always think that I could book better than what they're doing. I don't think that there mm-hmm. should be two talent rosters. I think that the story should flow from Monday night to to SmackDown and just yep, keep it going. And you keep your top stars on there. And if you're not cracking it, I don't. We got no time for scrubs. I got no time for under mid cottage. If you're not at least in the Intercontinental or uh, U.S. title picture, I don't need you. They cast them yeah. off to somewhere where they can learn or or uh, get a better character. Like Swerve Strickland, I will say, AEW's doing a great job with him, but a lot of times it they have their own chance to create their own characters, like Tony Storm, and then you scoop them back up. You just scoop them back up, throw them the big cash and, you know, the grand skate stage and have at it. It's going into WrestleMania. Uh, my prediction of the uh, CM Punk and AJ Lee versus Seth Rollins and uh, Becky Lynch, that's going to be one of the that, – that's my feeling. That way that nobody's but her with a title on the line or anything like that. Chris, what do you think? Thoughts on The Rock coming back? Oh, I'm going to have a very unpopular opinion <laughs> about this one. Uh, I, I was excited. Jinder Mahal, who? What are you talking – the modern-day Maharaja, dude. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> he was one of the greatest heels back in, like, uh, I would say, like, 2015. I love the guy. Seen him live. Um, just really good heel. Anyway, I was excited for Jinder Mahal. Um, not excited about the Croc. I mean, I, listen, I was one of the biggest Rock fans back in the day in the Attitude Era. I don't know if it's his, you know, just his political brainwashing, whatever he's into now and just going out there, just another millionaire out there, you know, Talking, talking, doing all the talk and brainwashing. Just you know, he, he's 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 not good for wrestling anymore. I would love to just see him go back, do your movies, do your rich stuff that you be doing, my man. Wrestling is just not for the Rock right now, and I think he's gonna come back. And I mean, I don't know what they're gonna have him do or how involved he's talking about eating at the head of the table. That must mean going after championships. They're definitely gonna do something with the bloodline, of course, family. You know, you, you can already see where it's going. I'm not excited about it, but, hey, you don't like it. We'll tell you, Mom. I mean, my <laughs> biggest thing is he he dropped the people's elbow and was gassed. <laughs> and, like, don't forget, he is 50 years old. Like, we forget because we grew up watching him. Like, he, he's the old man status. No offense, fellas, for y'all, you know, in, in the room here. But he is 50 years old and was gassed. He barely finished that promo when he said he's going to sit at the head of the table. But my, he said he wouldn't come back unless they were going to do WrestleMania or something huge on pay-per-view to take down Roman Reigns. And I guess this is the direction they're going. My only concern is when I said, like, there's too much talent, is now you have Randy Orton, CM Punk, and AJ Styles back in this fatal four-way at the Royal Rumble. Where does Cody Rhodes fit in? I want Cody Rhodes to win the championship so bad that I'm as big of a rock fan as I am. Don't interfere with the storyline. Like, come out, do something, make the Roman Reigns lose, something, something, whatever. Cody Rhodes needs to win it. He's earned it. He should be the top dog in the the face of WWE. Like, pass on. 
you know, I the tour's already. I can book this right now. Yes, go. If they can have The Rock come in at the Fatal 4-Way, cost Roman Reigns the belt, and have Randy Orton win it. Randy Orton and Cody Rhodes already have that belt built-in thing from being the legacy. And uh, yep. they, they, there you go. You can start it right there. And uh, you've got a built-in feud and have uh, Rhodes win the belt because you don't know if Orton's body's going to really hold up right now. He's he's been in pretty rough shape. I mean, he has, he's been gone. Him and Seth Rollins are, are, are pretty rough shape. Yeah. AC, you would enjoy on Friday night, LA Knight got cut. I don't know if it was planned or <laughs> not, but there was blood on SmackDown. No, this happened two weeks in a row. Oh, and Becky Lynch got kicked in the face by Nia Jax or whatever. Yep. But that that wasn't a, I I think it was just, you know, a stiff shot or something like that. But I will take it. I will tell you, go back. Any Pro Wrestling Illustrated, Inside Wrestling, The Wrestler from 1988 back. Anybody that wins a title in an epic way, all gigged up. You look at it, we're not talking WWF. We're not talking WWF. We're talking old NWA. We're talking the territories. Look at the picture of On when he won that television title the first time. Zip. Look at Dusty when he won the NWA title. Zip. Look at Flair coming out of the cage. I stole another. Zip. Awesome. The the finale of Stockade 83, Flair for the gold, Holly Race, Ric Flair for Flair's second title reign. The epic players all gigged up in that, all over the place. Blonde hair, all full of red. That that's how it should be. And not unless it's to tell a story. It should be the exclamation point at the end of the story. Here it is. Boom, done. Put the bandage on. On to the next story. That's how wrestling should be. It should be presented as a sport when it's not presented as a sport, and it's comedy and best friends and I got a hug in the middle of the ring. I I have no time for that. But that's my two cents. And I, I, I'm not the booker, but I should be. What do you think, Ed? Go ahead, Tom. No, I was going to see what Ed thinks. Oh, man, I haven't really been watching very much wrestling. But, you know, bottom line is, is that, hey, bottom line is, is that when The Rock's involved, it's a hell of a crowd pop. And that's huge for wrestling. It's huge for, it's huge for the WWE. And, uh, you know, the thing is, is that there's very few people like him. You know that can get that type of a pop. So I think that the the more the merrier. And I think that uh, you know to agree with Andy's point, it, it's not supposed to be like let's hold hands and sing kumbaya in the middle of the ring. Like you know let's be entertained and that type of thing. And that's what it's all about. And I think that you know these uh these these storylines where everybody's trying to be a comedian and stuff like that, it doesn't work. So that's my take. Then you can't appreciate the rock out there singing his lullabies in the middle of the ring either, right? Classic. I mean, that's classic, man. I mean, that's I classic think, stuff right there. I think if we're let's let's do a quick round table. I know we got about ten minutes left, but this this is rock fan or stone cold fan. You got to pick one, and I'm gonna start, and I'm gonna tell you why. I'm a stone cold fan. He's an old school WCW guy. I loved him when he was stunning Steve. I know, like like in the Vaughn Eric's, people are gonna be. Go the sexy route and say they were fans back. I was a stone, uh, stunning Steve Austin fan, Dangerous Alliance, Hollywood Blondes. Love that guy. Not a big fan of the ringmaster. When he became Stone Cold, loved him even more. So I was always a Stone Cold guy. So I'll take Stone Cold over the rock. Chris? Yeah, all day. I mean, I got into wrestling because of Stone Cold Steve Austin, literally. Um, 
like I, I think we were talking about in text message a couple of days ago when when our TVs are all scrambled with the green and yellows and whatever. I was watching that WrestleMania when he grabbed Shawn Michaels' super kick, spun him around, and hit him with the stunner, you know. And that's how I was watching it because my parents weren't buying me no pay per view. That's for sure. <laughs> so uh, you know, Stone Cold Day, one of the most professional. Um, People in the business, you know, he took it very seriously. And I'm not saying the Rock, the Rock is too, you know, he's he's up there. I'll give him some shit. But of course, the Rock is, you know, great, but Stone Cold definitely takes it for me. Thomas. I like both of them, but I'm with you. I liked Steve Austin back when he was in world class, for God's sakes. I mean, he wasn't there very long, but. Uh, On ESPN I, right there, Thomas. Yeah. And I, I got to say, I mean. I wasn't a huge fan of the 80s hokey stuff and The Rock borderlines on that sometimes. With I mean, he's funny, don't get me wrong, but that's one of the reasons why uh, I go with Stone Cold. Ed? I- I'm just going to be – I'm just going to go against you guys just because it's going to be more entertaining. <laughs> I- I'm going to go with The Rock. I mean, look, I love I love them both. They- I mean, they really came for the Attitude Era. I mean, both of those guys, when they came up, came out to the crowd, there was such a great pop. The storylines – the way that they worked with each other, it really was great. Um, if you really ever want to see it, they, it was just purely entertaining. Um, for me, I just I, I just like The Rock a little bit better just by a hair, just because I love the way he talked on the mic. And, I mean, it, it, he, it, he was talking smack to people, and it was funny. If you enjoy people that talk smack, I mean, I, you can't go against either one of them in the ring. They're Both of them are great in the ring. Um, the, the personas that they both carried, I mean, they both tr- transcended everything um you know pretty much in the in that era i mean they were they made it on mainstream and they they made it on regular television because of of what they did in wrestling so they they really were both were great i'm just gonna go with the rock just by a hair that's it well uh to end it we're gonna go with bugsy mcgrad down at the bottom man y'all know who i'm about to say and 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 i love both these guys like ed said the attitude era was built on the backs of the rock and stone cold I think they both have great finishers. They both had that pop, that entrance music when they came out. Um, I think the stone, I think the stone cold was better at like kind of using props, you know, like where he's spraying people down with a beer truck or, you know, running somebody over in a monster truck or doing something redneck and crazy. And people just like the working class identify with that. I think the rock wins it because the rock comes out and he has there will never be another wrestler in the world who is as good on the mic as The Rock. That dude can get the crowd riled up, the insults, the lullabies. I remember watching uh, something there. I think it was like Monday Night Raw, close to Thanksgiving. He started talking about people eating pie. He went on this 10, 15-minute tangent about eating poontang pie on national t- television, crying <laughs> out loud, uh, which is code word for, you know, you know what I'm saying? But, like, I couldn't believe my, like, as a 15-year-old kid, I was like, what am I hearing right now, right? Um, plus the movies. And, I mean, if I watch a movie and The Rock does a rock bottom in a movie, I'm like, this is even better. Now, you know, this movie just moved in my top 10 list for no reason other than The Rock or a rock bottom. Um, which he does rock bottom Jason Statham in one of the Fast movies. So, in case you're wondering, uh, that's out there. But i die diehard rock fan, always will be. Dude's a living legend. He, he, he got a little weird with the Hawaii thing. Like, I'm not going to lie. Uh, asking for money. And I'm like, dude, you're a billionaire. Like, I can solve this problem right now. Pay the people their money. Body comes in with 700 a month, and The Rock's like, yeah, donate to my 1-800 number. Um, no, you're a millionaire. 
Right. Why don't you just pay it? You're from Hawaii, for crying out loud. Call the hotline. Um, yeah, you know, but like, still, who, who can right. compete with the Rock and those mic skills, man? Dude's should a legend. We, should we call it up, uh, Bleaker, Bleaker, and Kohog? Or we're gonna yeah, I think yeah, so. And so. Ed, Ed, Ed you're gonna work on that. We gotta, Ed, you're gonna work on that. You're gonna call the legal department after. Yeah, I know, she's Luis, man. I mean, I wear so many hats, you know. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> guys. Bat phone, don't you know? Brad, you gotta cut it out, man. You're killing me. I'm man. drinking 115 proof dude, tonight, it's, fellas. Dude, it's um, five hundred dollars an hour for for a law firm. Speaking of guys that like wrestling, our buddy Roger want to do the lead in for the album of the week. All right. All right. This week's album of the week is brought to you by Purchase Street Records, located at 53 Hope's Island, Unit 2, New Bedford, Mass. They have something for everyone, uh, but they especially have a great selection of metal and rock records, CDs, tapes, and memorabilia. They also have they also buy records, CDs, and memorabilia. Purchase Street Records is Southern New England's largest independent record store. So about four minutes left. I'm gonna go, we're gonna go around. Real quick, tell me a winner of the Royal Rumble. I'm going to pick first. I'm going to say Cody Rhodes. Chris. Oh, man. Um, Jesus. Nope, it's not no. going to be CM Tuck. It's not going to be him. Even though I'd like to see it. But, yeah, I, I would like to see Cody Rhodes, I guess, next. Okay. Tom? I'm going to go a little bit different. I think uh, they're not going to give you what you want just yet. They're going to build it. I'm going to go with Drew uh, McIntyre. Okay. Ed? Uh, well, I'm going to go with uh, just like the good, the bad, and the ugly, unknown. Uh, but I'm going to go with Cody Rose just because that sounds logical. Okay. All right. <laughs> the guy with the headset on. Let's go, Brad. Look, I love the McIntyre pick, by the way, Tom, because him taking his heel turn and how personal they made his journey I'm a, made me an even bigger fan of McIntyre. How many back-to-back -back Royal Rumble – Winners have there been because Cody Rhodes won it last year. Yep. How many have won back to back? Oh, I think just Stone Cold, right? Maybe. Not sure. that, like that's what that's a statistic I'm gonna look into. But with even with as rare as that is, I, I can't not pick Cody Rhodes to win it again. Like the man deserves a shot. All right. Well, there you have it. Well, um, so I think. Uh, with that being said, I think we should uh, wrap this wrap episode up. up. All right, GoonGuard.com, GoonGuard. Don't forget the discount code. What's the discount code, Ed? 1973. You sure? As far as I know. Okay. <laughs> That's not, I didn't get a memo if it wasn't. You can't give a company a plug without giving them the full details. What is it? 1973. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so fellas we're gonna wrap up this episode and we're getting closer to 50 and big things on the horizon me and eduardo are gonna work on some more interviews once we get the uh longer episodes going and we'll, we'll uh check out our episode this week and uh we appreciate everybody and uh happy kwanzaa see ya <laughs> later <laughs>